All right, welcome to Choir Talks. Thanks for sharing with me today. I, some friends of mine and I are reading through the book of Matthew right now, and uh, so I just wanted to share some scripture that I found uh, that spoke to me this week, reading in Matthew chapter 6. And if you know anything about Matthew, you might recognize that chapter as being right in the middle of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Beautiful, important passage where Jesus preaches, basically. He spends three chapters speaking about the kingdom of heaven and about how we are to live to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. One of the issues that he talks about in this sermon has to do with our with wealth. Jesus spoke a surprisingly large amount about wealth, considering that he was an itinerant preacher who had no wealth to speak of. His words help us to understand, though, that our attitude towards wealth speaks about uh, true spirituality. Um, so I want to read some of that Sermon on the Mount and particularly some of the verses that talk about wealth. This is chapter 6, verse 19 of Matthew. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin may destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in to steal. So here he points out that our goal should be to have spiritual wealth as opposed to earthly wealth. Uh, and he, he makes obvious several reasons why spiritual wealth is better. Um, it has true value um, as opposed to earthly wealth. And, and he says that's true because, for one thing, it's permanent as opposed to earthly wealth that is temporary. Also, it can't be lost or taken away. Uh, so, you know, as moths and vermin uh, destroy or thieves can steal. But when we have spiritual wealth, uh, it puts our focus and our attention on things of the Spirit. That's what he goes on to say here in verse 21. Listen to this great verse. I love this one. He says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Boy, that's a great verse. When our treasure is on things of the Spirit, then we will value the things of the Spirit. Our heart is, our heart is going to be there. Those things will begin to be our priority. But if our treasure is in a bank account, then we're going to value the things of this world, and our heart is going to follow that. Our priorities will follow that, and our, um, our lives will be lived toward those ends. All of us like to say that we love Jesus above all else, but if you look at how we spend our time and our resources, uh, you might see a different picture. We might spend our money on sports and hunting and fishing or whatever. Those things are okay, um, but uh, our treasure needs to be going toward the kingdom of God also. A couple of weeks ago, we did a podcast on generosity. I encourage you to go back and listen to it. I think it was episode 79. And um, there we just explored different biblical verses about what it means to be a generous person. So if, you're, if your treasure is in your earthly bank account, it's hard to be generous because when you give money away, then you are taking away from that which your heart is set on. But when your treasure is on earthly things and on the kingdom of heaven, then you become a giver. It's easy to give away because you know the things that you have are belong to God and that, it, that he intends to share them. And the Bible tells us, teaches us that he intends to share those with people who have need.
He goes on to say, here's verse 24, skipping a little bit ahead. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And then he just plainly says, you cannot serve both God and money. So he, he teaches us further about money. And I, I, one of the things that I take away from this verse is that, um, that wealth can be a master over us. It can cause us to be its servant when really our hearts should be free to be the servants of God. So when we are valuing money above the things of, the, of God, the things of his kingdom, uh, then we will serve that money ultimately rather than serve him. He goes on to say in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? So um, here's some of the things that we would use that money on. Things that we think, hey, I've got to have this. I've got to provide this for myself. I need this, this material possessions, this money, to be able to provide for myself all these things. But listen to what he says. He says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spend, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? There's the word right there that I really get from this paragraph. It really comes down to a matter of faith. When, I, when I'm grasping onto material possessions, I am showing where my faith is. Is my faith in the Father and His provision or in my own ability to provide for myself, which will be evidenced by how much money I can amass? And um, so he says, you, you can amass all you want, but, it, but God is the one who provides. The person who uh, stores treasure in heaven recognizes that God is their source for supply that God will um, equip them with all that they need. The person who, whose um, treasure is in money uh, sees themselves as their own end, as their own resource. They lack the faith to trust that the Father will, will clothe them. I particularly love this part about the flowers of the field. I love to go and visit remote places, uh, to go hiking. I'm going to get a chance to do that next week. I'm looking forward to that. And um, as I walk through these places, I love to see wildflowers that, that grow up um, in random places, and yet they are so beautiful, even though they are rarely seen. Why are they so beautiful? Why does God make them so beautiful? You might say, well, they're, they have beauty and bright colors so that they could attract bees uh, who can spread their pollen. But I'll tell you another reason they're beautiful. They are beautiful to give God glory. Their beauty points back to the great artist who created them. My point here is that God provides, and he provides beyond what our actual needs are. He, be, he provides extravagantly for the flowers of the field so that they will be beautiful. And he provides extravagantly for those who follow him uh, so that, just like those flowers, we will speak back of his glory to the world so that we will show his glory to the world. 
So he begins to tie it all together, and he says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, or those who don't know God, run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Uh, Do you trust that phrase right there, that God knows that you need all these things? Um, You you can depend on him. You, You can't depend on material possessions or wealth. These things are temporary, but you can depend on the faithfulness of God to provide for your needs. And here we go. Here's the verse, verse 33. This is the mic drop verse, if you will. Memorize this one. Think about this one and ponder it. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. It's a matter of priority. It's a matter of what you value. So he says, value first the kingdom of God. Value his work here on work, on, on this earth and value um, his righteousness or showing forth to the world who he is for his glory. If you value all those things, your heavenly father is easily able to take care of you in any worldly way, in any earthly thing that, that you might need. Where are your priorities? What do you value? What do you trust to take care of you in this life? 